0: was drag queen vertigo performing at the museum of sex in new york city she wore a black bodysuit knee-high heels and a full face of makeup but drag performances which normally take place in bars and nightclubs around the world are about more than just dressing up i asked a practicing drag queen a retired drag artist and a drag historian how they would define drag,
1: drag. and i i define drag as a theatrical
2: Event that explores gender. I would probably say that drag is a artistic form of expression through impersonation and performance, um, idolizing a certain concept or idea or emotion, and um, conveying that through some kind of physical form, so that way others can appreciate it and see it
0: drag to me is gender in a performative way but like pushed to an extreme you know what i mean and not necessarily that the gender is extreme but simply that the like performing of that is extreme drag is an art form that is personal to each individual artist From the early Shakespearean days to now, drag artists have garnered legitimacy in their work both on a national and international scale. The origins of drag culture has its roots in the theater. When in the 17th century, Shakespeare's plays premiered at a time where only men were allowed to participate in the productions. In the case of a female role, male actors would have to cross-dress as women to carry out the scene. It wasn't until the 19th century where women received recognition for impersonating men, citing Annie Hindle as the first popular male impersonator in United States theaters. These would be the earliest cases of drag queens and drag kings. Over the phone, Joe Jeffries, a drag historian and professor at the New School, discusses how drag culture began finding hints of itself represented in mainstream American culture.
1: Vaudeville was a form that was popular up until about the 1930s. And vaudeville was, you know, kind of, it was a variety show. So you would go to the theater and you would have eight to 12 acts, and you would have jugglers and singers and dancers and seal acts and dog acts, and, you know, any type of act that you could do. It was kind of an America's Got Talent situation, you know? And always popular on those bills would be drag performers.
0: Some of the most famous vaudeville performers to emerge from this time were drag kings such as Florence Tempest, Claire Romaine, and Hetty King.
1: In fact, one of the highest-paying vaudeville performers was a person by the name of Julian Elton, who was a female impersonator.
0: Over time, drag culture found itself to continue dwelling as an underground phenomenon in American culture, where bars and nightclubs that catered to queer individuals began to pop up and host drag performers, there are instances where drag made its way into the mainstream culture. Drag queen Divine became an icon because of her polarizing personality, and many John Waters films, such as Pink Flamingos and Hairspray, even being noted as the inspiration behind the Little Mermaid's character Ursula. New York City's Harlem debuted the extravagant drag ballroom culture, where members of the queer community, primarily Black and Latinx individuals, would take part in different categories to obtain prizes and recognition amongst the local community. These categories, like butch queen realness or femme queen realness, would have someone present oneself as hyper-masculine or hyper-feminine. These were depicted in Jenny Levinston's 1990 cult classic documentary, Paris is Burning. But
2: what really got things rolling and really shook up the scene was when RuPaul was signed to his first makeup ad campaign for MAC Cosmetics, and he was the first drag queen to ever do with the Viva Glam campaign, and that was big.
0: Over the phone, Vertigo, also known as Chris, discusses where he thinks drag reached its peak into the mainstream conversation.
2: And then RuPaul went on hiatus, and he kind of disappeared for a little bit, and everybody forgot about him. And then he decided to come out with RuPaul's Drag
0: Race. RuPaul's Drag Race is an American reality competition television series hosted by one of the most famous drag queens today, RuPaul Andre Charles. The show documents drag queen contestants competing against each other through a series of challenges each episode, to obtain a cash prize of $100,000 and the title of America's Next Drag Superstar.
2: RuPaul's Drag Race is primarily the reason why um, dragists took off and um, been such a big thing. Because a lot of, um, I feel like a lot of like mass appeal and what makes people famous and stuff is exposure. And if you don't put something out to be exposed to seen by other people, then nobody's really going to know it exists. And that's what makes something a cult classic.
0: Being exposed to a wider audience on RuPaul's Drag Race has granted over 120 queens more opportunities than they had before. Mixed with the ability to brand themselves and connect with their audiences online only creates more avenues of accessibility.
2: Now we see drag queens in everything from television to H&M ad campaigns to these um, globally recognized superstars that are, you know, have the ability to go on tour and have this ridiculous fan base, which I think is such an interesting concept. And branding and marketing themselves makes it um, easily approachable for a younger crowd. And the younger crowd is what's going to shape society and this generation has like grown and evolve. So if that's brought to them and normalized, then it's going to be something that appeals to them and something that'll probably stick around like a social trend.
0: Joe Jeffries teaches the course RuPaul's Drag Race and its Impact here at the new school. The course studies a range of issues that impact the show and the contestants, such as race and ethnicity, body image, and even down to linguism and how that affects non-native English-speaking drag queens' performance on the show and perception from the audience. this
1: show, and, and it looks like, you know, how the show is telling people what is acceptable drag, what is not acceptable drag, what you are rewarded for on the show, what you are not rewarded for on the show. and The
0: show is set up and produced in a way that may exclude other types of drag performers from ever being accepted onto the show.
1: show. And this may or may not be uh, reflective of drag communities out there in other places and in other venues, but for the show, the show is you know, creating this, this interest and this knowledge and this uh, perception of what drag performance is, although it's a very specific perception and uh, reward system for a particular type of drag that may exclude other types of drag performance.
0: Drag queens have acquired a great deal of exposure in the mainstream public eye. But with the success of drag being discussed more, it has created a polarization between how much attention drag queens receive compared to other types of drag artists. Yeah, honestly, I think that uh, female-bodied drag queens or female-identifying drag queens are pushed out of the picture. And that's been talked about a little bit on Drag Race, but also drag kings haven't had their moment yet. And that, like, even when, I don't know, it it still feels like a, a joke point to me. Elliot Sandbadge, a retired drag artist by the name of Urban Milky, discusses how even in the realm of the show, more visibility is needed. Um, But drag, like, Drag Race also feels so much less experimental, and I feel like a lot of lesser-known local queens here and in general are very experimental and are pushing boundaries that Drag Race isn't ready to or will not push. In terms of where the future of drag culture will go, that is up to interpretation.
1: And so this is how drag performance is perhaps going to help us in the future to understand that it isn't simply male and female. There's a whole range, a spectrum of possibility out there. So the more drag culture is visible, perhaps it can raise the consciousness of a public that might not otherwise think or perceive these ideas.
0: Nowadays, drag artists can be seen not only in the club scene, but also branching out in debuting in television and film, starring in fashion and makeup campaigns, and even engaging with audiences on various social media platforms. Drag has gone from being a subculture to part of the mainstream.